space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the mandatory side quest, our ongoing mission to talk about nerd shit. Yeah, pop culture, and <laughs> nerd shit. And look, I don't know if you guys realize this until you've tried to do it, but it's very hard to do a Patrick Stewart impression, very rapidly turning into a Sean Connery voice. <laughs> Oh, great, hot. I can't do accents at all, though, and we all know this. Yeah, I should on your impressions, but uh, that was not a good one. Yeah, again, we all know that I'm fucking terrible at them, though. Oh, we're back! It's 2017, people, we're back. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about Trek today. It's about the old Star Trek. Probably not very long, though, because, oh my fucking god, it's hot. <laughs> oh, this is the first day out of the heat wave we just had, and it's still so goddamn hot. And we record these lying on the floor, so we can't even have a fan in here, because it wouldn't be able to point to the floor. Mm-hmm. Unless we, like, lay it on the ground and tilt it now, but the head wouldn't tilt that way. Oh, it's hot! Yeah, like, if you are living in Australia right now, it's, uh, it's, it's hot. Look, at least we're not that one town in, like, fucking country New South Wales, where the roads were literally melting. Yeah, guys, uh, if you uh, don't live in Australia, don't move to Australia. Just don't. Seriously, like, don't move to Australia. The weather like, is fucking terrible. I think it was 45 degrees in that town. For context, that's, that's Celsius, like, you Yankees. Like, that's like at least like 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it ain't been good. Maybe even 120. Like, 45 is like capital F, capital H, fucking hot. Capital F, capital H, Fahrenheit? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, so hot. Let's talk about Star Trek. Yeah. Well, ooh, lightning. There's also yeah. a storm maybe coming back, which isn't helping with the humidity any. Oh, God, no, it isn't. So, Trek. Yep. You want to talk about Trek? You got a Trek backstory? Well, I mean, I grew up watching Voyager, and I grew up watching Enterprise, and Enterprise Really? Is... Enterprise? Yeah. Of all things. Oh, are you that? Wait, is Enterprise that old? Enterprise came out probably when I was around maybe 10 years old. Oh, early 2000s. I guess that would make sense. Around 10. I don't know exactly. It was some somewhere between like 9 and like 13 years old. Somewhere around there. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen Enterprise. I just know it's the one everybody hates. It's definitely one of the weaker e- tracks, to I don't be even, honest. I don't even know why everyone hates it. It's like, is the crew crappy? Like, it's not even, like, I liked the Vulcan. It's Paul, I think her name was, if I'm remembering correctly. And I think that the captain was Captain Archer. And Captain Archer is from something. And I don't remember exactly what it is. But whenever he shows up in things that we watch, I always say, oh, it's Captain Archer. And you clearly don't know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. It's like a prequel, too, right? I think so. Yeah, it's like one of the first... I, I think that Enterprise is one of the first starships to actually go exploring. Yeah. Is Archer the BP box ro- robot captain? No. No? No, that's, no, that's Pike. No, yeah. Archer is, I think his name is Captain Archer. Like, I'm gonna feel really bad if this actually turns out to be wrong. But, um, fuck me, no. He's, he's a dude who's been in, like, a couple of other nerd things. Like, maybe he's been in, like, SG-1 or something? I left my phone in the other room, so I can't look it up. Well, I'm gonna look it up. If I knew, if we'd watch more than, like, five episodes of that Archer cartoon, I'd make some sort of Archer joke. But I don't. Archer's okay. 
I didn't get the Goo Goo Gaga internet craziness for it. It's fine. I didn't watch Trek until I watched that first reboot movie. It was alright. It's good. Yeah, Jonathan Archer. I got at least that much right. And then I watched the first season of Voyager with Karina. And then I watched the first season of the original Trek with Karina. Then we watched like two seasons of Next Gen. And at the moment, we're watching slowly the first season of... Okay, he's Scott Bakula, whoever that is. No. At the moment, we're kind of off and on watching the first season of Star Trek Animated. And oh my god, if you've never seen... Hang on, I'm... Oh, he's been uh, in Yeah, Chuck. yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, dear. I'm in the middle of a sentence. Oh. If you haven't seen Star Trek Animated, you need to watch it. It's fucking bananas. It's a mix of super cheap and super crazy. It's a cartoon, and it's like sub-Scooby-Doo levels of, in, of animation. So you're going to see the exact same footage of Spock looking in the thing that he looks at every episode, and a lot of super close-ups close, close -ups are their faces, so they don't have to animate them very much. But at the same time, the episode we just watched, they all got shot with a weird space laser that was making them shrink. Also, there's an episode where they go to the center of the galaxy, and go to a planet of magical people, and they meet Lucifer. Yeah, the, the Lucifer! Turned out he was just a nice guy who wanted to help people. Okay, getting back to what you were saying, Karina. Arch, that Archer guy was in Chuck. Was he, he Chuck's was dad? Chuck's dad, yes. Yeah. So that would have been the dude who I was like, oh, that's Captain Archer. And you would have been like, lol, whatever. Spoilers for Captain Chuck, maybe. <laughs> Captain Chuck. I don't know. Is it a spoiler? His dad shows up? Oh, uh, God. Like, season one spoilers. I don't even know what happens. I feel like his dad turned up and then it looked like the season five, the hook for season five was going to be his mom turns up. And it's like, God damn it. Is everyone connected to this dude? Some sort of secret spy guy? Season 4 was enough. That was cheap. I don't know. I feel like wherever we watched up to was honestly enough anyway. We watched that sort of thing. Chuck was, Chuck was enjoyable, but it went too far. Like, by the fourth season, I was like, this is enough, Chuck. Also, he got that haircut where he got, like, you know, they tried to make him more cool and action guy. Which was kind of counter to, like, the character as a whole. Also, I didn't really like his friend. No, he wasn't great. And those other two nerds that he worked with at his job were terrible. Yeah, they kind of were. And they never really had anything. Remember the remember the Asian girl from the first series who disappeared super quick because they clearly had no fucking idea what to do with her as a character in the show? Not really. She was like, I guess the cool, hot, mean girl. Mm. Maybe she hooked up with the nerd friend and then she like just vanished from the show. Yeah, probably. I think they were like, oh, she went to become a sushi chef in Hawaii or something. Yeah, that actually sounds a little familiar. Oh, well, we're not talking about Chuck. This ain't Chuck talk. It's Trek talk. Yes. Trek. Yeah, no, but, like, I, to be honest, I hardly remember anything about Enterprise as a whole, except that I think that it ended with, like, an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know sounds... I, it had something to do with time or, like, reality or something, and Earth as, like, the planet Earth was definitely involved somehow. Like, this kind of proves how kind of unmemorable you know, Enterprise kind of was as a whole. Um, definitely not the best Trek, but, like, you know, that's also because it has to compete with the likes of original series and, like, you know, uh... Next Gen. Next Gen, yeah, and Deep Space Nine. And we are, we've never seen... Have you seen Deep Space Nine? I've seen, like, two or three episodes. I've never seen I know any. who the characters are in Deep Space Nine, and I vaguely know what happens in the plot, but I've never watched it from the I know there's a Ferengi... Yeah, I'm not fond of Ferengis. There's it, also a... Is Deep Space Nine in a space station? Is that where the Deep Space Nine is? Like, they're on a space station, and they don't, like, travel around? 
that they stay on one station. Is that what it is? Again, I didn't see enough of it to be able to tell you. Mm. I like Ferengis because they're basically space goblins. I think there's also a Cardassian. I don't which actually. You will remember as the people that Chakotay was fighting in Look, the beginning of the I don't Voyager. actually remember anything about Cardassians, except I couldn't remember what the fuck they were called and would always just refer to them as Cardassians. Yeah, you refer to half of the things in Trek by the wrong names. No, it was only Voyager because there were the Cardassians and there was Tupac and there was Chipotle. <laughs> Tuvok was alright. Ugh, and you constantly confused Belana and whoever the ch- chick is in Next Gen. Diana. Diana. They got very similar names. One of them is half Klingon, and the other one is half Betazoid. I remember them both being kind of boring. Nah, Belana's definitely a lot more interesting than the Betazoid chick. Oh, it's a long time since we watched before. Oh, I really like. I remember really liking Janeway. Oh, Janeway is like fucking boring. Even though the internet seems to not like her. I suspect it's because she's a woman. Yeah, but, um, probably. I remember she was cool. I liked Harry. Oh, Harry? yeah, Harry. He was He was such a nerd. Such a B-team character. Yeah. And there was Paris, who I guess was the pilot. Paris was the one who liked reenacting Flash Gordon. I'm surprised you didn't like him more. He was kind of we a didn't dick. Wa- we didn't watch that episode. I and, never saw that one. Uh, okay, well, spoilers. Um, <laughs> I know what happens. I just say I haven't seen it. Uh, I liked the Doctor. Oh, my God, yes. The Doctor is, like... Uh, I'm actually struggling to think of a doctor who is a better doctor than the doctor. And I liked... Well, Tupac was okay. Tupac was fine. He was just, I'm a serious Klingon. Yeah, Tupac... Logic. No, he's, he's Vulcan. He's Vulcan. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I meant. Oh my god. I've, I've got my hereditary Vulcan haircut. Yes, it's probably cultural. And there was Chakotay? Yes. I don't remember anything about him except he was Native American, which is, like, seems kind of cool, except mostly I remember he was just kind of boring. And then there was that one episode where Janeway went on a fucking vision quest to find her spirit animal. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, oh, is this, is this okay? Is this, like, cool representation, or is this just weird? Look at this crazy Native American and his spirit quests. Okay, this also may or may not be spoilers, but you'll kind of have to get over it. Also, it's not the most important part of it anyway. But did we ever get up to the part in Voyager where some batshit crazy lady, like, betrayed Voyager, left to join the enemy side, but also got herself pregnant with, like, Chakotay's DNA? And, like, was carrying his baby that, like, you know, he obviously never actually gave consent to her carrying. This doesn't sound familiar, but I don't remember a single plot from that show. Okay, yeah, cool. Because that happens, which also made me really uncomfortable. I, the closest I remember to a plot is that a space wormhole sent them to the Delta Quadrant. I'm surprised you remember that much. Well, I remember the Delta Quadrant. Oh my god, shut up. What? Uh, When I was a kid... Because Voyager was one of the few things that I was allowed to watch because my father was an over-controlling piece of shit. I used to sing everyone's names to the tune of the Voyager, like, opening crawl. Karina, when I was, like, 19, when I was a fucking legal adult, and, like, I was living with my friend Tim, we, when we were fucking straight marathoning every episode of Stargate, we fucking sung the Stargate song. What's the Stargate song? It's where you sing the Stargate theme song, but you say the name of all the actors. Oh, okay. 
So I kind of did kind of Star the same thing, Gate. but with characters SG1, instead of actors. Richard Dean Anderson, Michael Shanks, and Amanda tapping. Okay. And it just continues on like that. Cool, I feel less bad about doing that then. Don S. Davis, Don S. Davis, Don S. Davis. Oh my god. Yes, but I ended that song because, you know, the last couple of notes didn't have a name that was up on the screen within the Delta Quadrant. Like, to the tune of, like, those last couple of notes. Yeah, they go in a space hole and end up in the Delta Quadrant. Well, I mean, a kooky alien, like, sends them to the Delta Quadrant. Oh, does it? Yeah. Uh, is it a Q? Um, no, it's... Is it a Whoopi Goldberg? No. Because she's some sort of space wizard, right? Something's up with Whoopi Goldberg. She's supposed to be... Something's up with Whoopi Goldberg. She's... If she's not straight up a Q, she's clearly somehow related to a Q, or she's some kind of variant of a Q, or... Man, I did not know Whoopi Goldberg was in Star Trek until we started watching Next Gen. It's like, it's Whoopi Goldberg! I was like, whoa! She was in this and Captain Planet! (laughs) She was Gaia, the spirit of Earth. Yup. Tim Curry was also in that show. Yup. And some sort of famous 90s, like, rom-com actress was in it as Dr. Blight. I'm gonna say it was Meg Ryan. Oh, Oh, man, actually, speaking also of Next Gen, Wesley is getting slightly less annoying the more that he's in the show. Wesley has gotten a lot better now that he is a junior officer or ensign in training or something. Yeah, now that it's actually believable that, like, he's actually studying and oh, working. Oh, did you just feel that did you just feel that breeze coming that in the window? That cold air, yes. Beautiful. Uh, but, yeah, now he kind of actually has a job and responsibilities and has a place on the bridge. He's not just, like, the fucking doctor's weird kid that keeps hanging around at the edge of the doorway. Like, oh, well, I hope somebody invites me onto the bridge. I'm just gonna awkwardly hang around at the doorway. It's like, no, now he actually has, like, a place to be and a job to do and studies to complete and shit like that. He certainly is much more tolerable. And the fact that he's actually having little struggles of, like, you know, like, like completing assessments and, like, doing things like doing, like, little jobs that Riker keeps assigning him, he definitely feels more... He's less of a... Tonal? Like, he he feels like he's actually, like, part of the show rather than just, like, the weird thing for the kids. Wesley feels like a Mary Sue for the show that he's in. Like, the way that he is normally, I would imagine that, like, some, like, you know, 12-year-old who, like, dreams about Starship Captains would imagine that they are the Wesley on that ship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he sounds yeah. like, from what I understand, the original Mary Sue's were, which was like, oh, it's the new, you know, fucking 19-year-old officer cadet, and they're friends of all the crew, and everyone likes them, and they're super good at everything. Like, that's what Wesley was! Except Picard didn't like him. Yeah, he, was just this, on Picard. he was just this weird kid that got to hang out on the Enterprise and be friends with everybody. And I do like that Picard has also stayed pretty consistent in his don't doesn't like kids thing, and not so much that you know like he genuinely struggles with it. I think that he just actually does struggle to connect with younger people. You know what I'm starting to wonder if is actually a character trait with Picard and not just bad writing from that one episode. What? Is Picard super shitty at holodecks? What do you mean? Because, like, the first holodeck episode, I was so goddamn mad, because I thought they had holodecks in original series, and even if they don't. That first episode where you see Picard use a holodeck, and he's, like, talking to fucking characters in the holodrama he's reenacting, like, they fucking know what a spaceship is, and he's like, Oh, of course! This is a holodrama! You don't know what's going on! 
Like, Picard, you fucking idiot, it's a hologram. Why don't you get this? I'm pretty sure it's for the audience. But, like, it keeps happening in episodes he's in, and I'm starting to think, like, is Picard just really bad at improv and using a holodeck? You'd think that he'd be good at improv, though. He's a stage actor. No, I mean Picard. Oh, Picard is in, like, the character. Yeah, no, I don't mean... Oh, okay. I don't mean Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick I mean Picard. Yeah. Does Picard just suck at using the holotech? Maybe. He seemed to struggle a lot with that one episode where, like, Deanna's mom was really trying to bone him and he was hanging out in that, like, you know, pulp, like, uh, detective story. Yeah, like, he's not good at yes-handing in these detective stories. Which he loves, it seems like. Wait, which, yeah, like, Patrick Stewart, as an actor would be perfectly capable of doing, but maybe Picard, as a character, is terrible at it. That's maybe. what I'm saying. Picard sucks at improv acting. Data fucking rules out. Oh, uh, Data is the bomb. Data is... I, before we started watching the show, I really expected to hate Data. Data's amazing! I really hate the... Oh, yes, I am the robot. What are these human emotions characters? I'm feeling this human emotion called friendship. Did you just put a little French spin on that? I don't know, did I? <laughs> but, like, I've always hated those characters, but he's not actually like that. Because he's an android, not a robot. He is very... Oh, yes, Captain. I am accessing this in my memory banks. But he's got a lot of... He's weirdly got a lot of range for a... He does. He, he, he also seems to, like, actually understand when he's annoying people as well. <laughs> they also give him... He gets a lot of episodes where he's like, This episode, Data's gonna be pretend to be detective. And anytime he's pretending to be something, he will instantly be in it 100% character. Oh my god, yes. He is so into being like, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's I'm, a gangsta, I'm a gangster. See, I'm oh my an god. android. Yeah, he was super into that. Like, whenever he has to be a character on the holodeck, he gets so into it. It's so endearing. I love Data. Data's great. Also, he can fuck women, apparently. Yes, he apparently... Almost. He either has a dick, or he's amazing at fingering. It happened in, like, either the first episode or the second one. Maybe not the first, because that was the Q episode. Oh my like, god, do you remember the way that Data was leaning in that doorway? It's my main memory of Data. And then, like, Data. sauntered onto the bridge after, like, he and Yaw fucked. got that virus that made them bone all the time or something. Something like that, yeah. It's Yaw. Yaw was cool. Oh, Yaw was so good. I don't know why Yaw left the show. I suspect that the actor wanted to leave. Yeah. I really hope they didn't just kill off the character of the writers. I hope she did want to leave for some reason. I'm gonna Google it real quick. I didn't like in season two when that. Well, actually, no, they didn't replace her. They replaced Wesley's mum with Dr. Polanski. And it seems the internet hates Dr. Polanski and the internet's right. And I had a good think about this because I wanted to make sure that I hated her for good reasons and not just because, you know, she's the woman. But no, she does suck. Because I was trying to figure out, because, like, the reasons I hate her are also the reasons I love Bones. Wait, what are we watching? Next gen. Next gen. The, uh, like, they're both smug dicks that are assholes to the one specific member of the crew. But I figured it out. The difference between Bones and Polanski is Bones is a dick to Spock, but Spock is equally as much of a dick back to Bones. Also, Bones seems to be weirdly angry in his being a dick. Polanski is smug. She is smug about being a racist to androids, and Data doesn't seem to understand and is just kind of confused about the whole thing and doesn't seem to understand when he's being, like, insulted to his face. Apparently questions were raised over the sexuality of Yah. Oof. And apparently the naked now was designed to establish her heterosexuality. I'm going to uh, continue imagining bisexual Yah then. Actually, I think I did see a post about that. It's because she's got that haircut. Also, she was hanging out with all those men. Remember in the first season when they had all those men in dresses? 
mini dresses in the background. Because it was yeah. like, gender ain't a thing in the future, so dudes just wear go-go boots and mini dresses. That disappeared pretty quick. Karina's too busy looking up y'all on Wikipedia, so I'm kind of just going to have to ramble myself to fill um, airspace. Before the end of the first season, Crosby asked to be released from her contract as she was unhappy that her character was not being developed. So yes, I think that the actress did want to leave the show. Aww. Roddenberry agreed to her request, and she left on good terms, though. To be fair, she wasn't getting a lot of, like, spotlight episodes or anything. No, she wasn't. Shame. I think as much development as she got is that we learned she came from that planet with rape gangs. Yeah. Which was just a crazy fact that was dropped in the show. Like, why is the Federation not taking care of that? Fucking get your teleporters and your phaser beams in and sort that shit out. How does your super fantastic utopia space civilization have even one planet with rape gangs? Sort that shit out. We got up to apparently the... she does. Re this isn't a spoiler, but apparently she does return to the show and does a couple of other things. A couple things. Cool. Be excited for that. Uh, ancestor of Tasha Yar and stuff like that. So. I don't like Tasha Yar. Is. That's her character, Tasha Yar. What? I always just say Yar because that's how they've always pronounced it, but her name is Yar. Yeah. What about her ancestor? She appeared as an ancestor of Tasha Yar in something. Oh, she's one, she's yeah. going to appear as her own ancestor in the show. Descendant, I guess. No, and she appears as an ancestor. Yeah, an ancestor. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought I was reading that. So they're going to do that thing where you play your ancestor by just putting a different wig on. Yeah, or just, you because, know, a slightly different outfit. Because everybody has one ancestor that they look and sound identical to. Of course they do. That's that works. Haven't you ever watched anime? <laughs> Everybody looks the same for their whole lives. <laughs> yep, exactly. When you get old, you get some lines on your face to show that you're old. Yep. What are we, what are we watching? What are oh, no, it was uh, Oren Host Club. It was like, how do you know this guy's old? He's got two lines near his eyes. Otherwise, everyone looks like an identical age. God, fucking, like... No, yeah, also, Oron definitely does that thing where, like, old dudes are literally drawn exactly the same as, like, every other dude in the show. Yeah, they just put, like, a line under their eyes to show they're old. And around their mouths. Also, men and women are drawn identical in that show. That's true. You can only tell from context clues. Yep. But, Star Trek. Okay. I can't, okay. I'm gonna ask you a question, and let's pretend to have a discussion, even though the answer is super fucking obvious. Okay. Best crew. Well, okay. I think we can all agree that the Enterprise's crew isn't... It's hardly memorable. I only remember, like, two people for prize. You know what's confusing? That they called the fucking show the Enterprise. So when it's, you say the Enterprise crew, do you mean the Enterprise crew from Enterprise, the Enterprise crew from Original, or the Enterprise crew from Next Gen? I would probably specify, but Captain Archer's Enterprise. One of the weakest ones, I've I'm going to say. never heard anyone talk about the crew, so... I love Voyager just because of the nostalgia, but Voyager also had Kess. Oh yeah, that was we didn't get up to that discussion. I yeah when they I go don't like when Kess. they go through that space hole in the Delta Quadrant, they meet that guy with the furry face, and he's all right. Neelix, Neelix is great. He's he's the comedy relief character, but he also but he's is married to a thirteen year old. But it's okay because her race has artifact. They have they age really fast, so she's like thirty, even though she's. She's she's physically and mentally apparently like thirty, even oh, though she's she, only been around for thirteen space years. Oh, she's apparently she's probably more like seven. Also, she's vaguely psychic. Yeah. In the same shitty way that Belana is in Next Gen, was like, ooh, I did vaguely. De Delana? No. Oh my god, Deanna. 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 <laughs> she's like, ooh, I vaguely sense a thing will happen. 
Except the Anna's like, ooh, I vaguely sense this person is angry. Captain, I have a strange accent for something. No, that's going into like weird cartoon 90s Romany character, but she's got that kind of vaguely Eastern European accent. Yeah, no. Like, I love Voyager mostly for Seven of Nine and Janeway and Harry. And, no, Harry and, like, Paris' friendship. They're a good duo. They are. Like, they're friends. And the Doctor. I have no opinion on Seven of Nine. Oh my god, any episode with Seven of Nine and the Doctor is amazing. I got no opinion (laughs) on Seven of Nine, because she wasn't in the first season. Oh, Seven of Nine is great. Seven of Nine She replaces Kess, right? Yeah, Kess disappears after a certain point, so you'll be fine. Seven of Nine is fucking great. Seven of Nine is kind of almost what you would expect Data to have been, but also not. Yeah, I hate she's good, but I just haven't seen her. Oh my gosh, yes, I love her. Oh, Some, hang on, I gotta get up and close the window. Rain's mm-hmm. on. But yeah, Seven of Nine is the kind of slightly... There's, there's always like kind of that one character where if, they're, if it's not like the Vulcan, there's always that one character that kind Whoops. of... Stri- I'm hitting the microphone once now. There's always that one character that kind of struggles with human emotion to a certain degree. The Spock, the Data, the... 709 and the Doctor as well, kind of? The Doctor isn't necessarily about emotion, because he's programmed perfectly fine with emotion and everything like that. His problem is that he kind of becomes like a, um... Like a, like a Star Wars independent droid. Like, he kind of runs for so long, and like... Like his programming, programming becomes so complex that like he might as, like his comprehension and like his feelings and everything, like he might as well be human, kind of thing. Yeah. And the doctor, you know, he also struggles with the fact that you know, like he's a hologram. Like he can't, can't leave the med bay. Can't leave them. Yeah. Like that. That's a big thing for a while. I know can't be touched. Like he can be dismissed at like you know like you know the, like you what? know just you know computer what? and program. So. But the thing with Voyager is Janeway's great. Doctor's great. Seven of Nine is great. Just pa- take my word for okay. it. Seven of Nine is great. Paris and Harry together are great. Their friendship. I that, like their friendship. I couldn't really give great. a shit about Paris on his own, but he's great with Harry. Paris kind of needs Harry, is the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On his own, he's kind of just like, oh, whatever. But so they're fun together. But they're fun when Paris is dressing up for the holodeck and I, brings Harry with him. And, I like, like it is when so they enjoyable. have a fun little B story together, or oh same way gosh, having yes. a real plot. But yes. like. Tuvok and Chicote. Yeah, I don't know. Chicote is kind of whatever. Chicote is kind of boring. Um, I enjoyed Tuvok, but I, don't I think Tuvok a... also gets more interesting. I don't remember a damn thing about Balana. Wasn't she a traitor? No, she's just half Klingon. Was there some chick on the ship who was a traitor, or she was the enemy, or something? Are you talking about the one that I was talking about who gets herself pregnant with Chicote's baby? Maybe because at the start, don't they res- accidentally rescue one of those? Kardashians or something, and then she's on the ship for a while? No, she is with the ship for a while. She, she like, betrays Voyager and joins the bad... I don't remember if it's actually the Kardashians or some other randoms, but... Fuck, I don't know. Voyager's a bit of a mixed bag, pretty-wise. Yeah, like, Voyager... I enjoy Voyager for nostalgic reasons. Deep Space Nine has a space goblin on it, but apart from that, (laughs) I know nothing about it. Shrug. They sound... Exactly like when James D'Amato on the One Shot podcast does his like goblin or kobold voice. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we are Ferengi. We like gold. Our women wear no clothes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Why do your females have pants on? Yeah, Ferengi. That's really shitty about Ferengi. Ferengi make me very uncomfortable, to be honest. That whole oh, we're going to put women in bikinis. 
and then give the really weird head prosthetics. But I do like that they're just fucking space goblins. Um, next gen, which again has like its weaknesses, but like Data and like Riker when he isn't being we- weirdly womanizing is very enjoyable. Well, he's not bad when he well even when he is womanizing, he's he's smooth and poetic he's and everything. Charmingly like that. womanizing. Yeah, like he he's not. He does genuinely seem to, like, you know, like, he cares, like, he'll remember their name, he'll make them breakfast, like, he's a good dude, well, even if he sleeps around. Well, I was, I think I was mentioning this the other day, I was listening to the I Will Fight You podcast, and they were talking about the Riker and the Solo, yeah. and how nerds misinterpret that all the time. Riker, it, well, because they were talking about the big example of a shitty Riker so, or a Han Solo knockoff is Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy, and Newkirk in, the, you know, the Star Trek reboot. That thing they both do when they sleep with the woman is like, oh, I forgot you were here. Riker would not sleep with a woman and forget she was there. Oh no, God no. Riker would probably make her breakfast and then I, like... I just said, yeah, he'd he'd make her breakfast, he'd remember her name, like when, whenever, like he'd probably add them on Facebook like, and actually have like a pretty good like, like you know, like friendship with them afterwards. Like and... he is, uh, I kind of want to say not a womanizer because that has certain connotations, but I mean... He, he, he does. He's very sexually active. But he's also very respectful. He is. He's very respectful. If a woman wasn't interested, he would kind of be like, okay. Yeah, like, definitely. I feel like that if a woman actually said to him, no, don't, like, he, he would, like, absolutely just be like, yep, cool. He's also clearly interested in women who... Are a little bit bossy. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll stand up to him and we'll kind of call him on his shit. Yes. He's clearly kind of into women who are like, oh... You've actually got a strong personality and a bit of attitude. Riker angle. <laughs> like, he's not just fucking anything that moves. He, no, no, no. He definitely has a type. He likes, I guess... Strong-willed. Strong women, yes. Yeah, strong-willed women. Yeah. They're strong-willed women. Yes. Yeah. You said that, like, yeah, twice. Yeah, no, I was oh. repeating for emphasis. I was agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, he gets that beard. He looks... He looks oh, he looks so much better with the beard. Man, he's so much more handsome with that beard. Oh, he very much so is. <laughs> I like Picard. Oh, uh, Picard is great! I've seen pointed out that people also get Picard and Kirk wrong all the time. Where people think that Kirk is this, like, fucking, yeah, seat of his pants, running around all crazy action guy, fuck the rules. And Picard's the serious, boring, by the book one. When it's completely opposite. Well, I mean, Picard is certainly angry. <laughs> like, Picard is, seems to be much more willing to, like, fuck the rules and get angry about shit. Kirk? Kirk's, Kirk breaks the rules for perfectly good reasons. Kirk's actually thing. very calm most of the time and very careful? Yeah, he, like, he, I, I can hardly ever really think of scenes where Kirk yells, for he example. Got, he gets a lot more action sequences than Picard. Oh, yeah, but Kirk is also the character... I wonder if that the is character- their age of the actors or anything, but, like, he gets in a lot more fistfights, Kirk, but he's also very diplomatic and thoughtful. Yeah, like, Kirk, when I think about him, it's definitely, like, if, if, if I think to, you know, I can't actually do an impression of him, obviously, but, like, when I think of doing an impression of him, it's always like you know, like oh, like Mr. Spock, like Scotty, like you know, do the thing, warp nine. But like it's that kind of very clear, concise but yes, calm sir. kind of voice. Whereas Picard is very much like Data, warp nine, and it's definitely much more like it's more powerful, but it's yes. definitely more angry. Yeah, Kirk's much more like Spock. What are the data readings on that? Yeah, in his weird William Shatner delivery. I can't believe when we when we first watched Trek. <laughs> Because we watched it, and it had the pilot episodes. Yeah. And I never watched the original Trek, so, and I didn't know the pilot didn't have Kirk, didn't have Shatner. So when it had Captain Pike, but I didn't realize, I was like, wow, Shatner 
A, looks quite different when he's young. <laughs> and B, <laughs> he does not do that gender thing that everyone's always mocking him for and nearly as much as people make out. And then when we got to the first episode where Shatner was like, oh wait, he actually kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Also, damn, that guy defines what the word barrel-chested means. Oh my god, yes, he's like a perfect cylinder. But like, of muscle. Yeah, a cylinder! Now I know later that does become, uh, well, not the case. He does famously wear a girdle in later seasons. <laughs> but yeah, that guy was, uh, built back in the okay, day. Okay, no, can we take a moment, though? Um, Are you gonna Sulu? talk about Lieutenant Triangle? Okay, go. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. What's what, what's the story behind that one as well? He he did what was it push ups? He did like a shit ton of push ups or sit ups or something like coming up to that episode because he was so excited. Look, I bet there were a lot of young queer fellas out there who got their first awakening watching that episode of Sulu run around with his shirt off. Also, can we appreciate that in that scene, George Takei is clearly having the time of his fucking life. Like, he is so happy to be running around shirtless, oiled up to the nines, like, laughing the nine his- balls. Uh, yeah. Like, just, like, glistening, like, with muscles and everything like that. Just running around with his fencing sword, like, swinging it around and laughing, and it's just like, wow, he's having so much fun. Okay, back to next gen. Yes. Wesley is growing on me. Yeah, Wesley got better. There's still weird episodes, like that one where he's like, oh, my science experiment turned into a nano- virus that's destroying the ship. Worf is great. I love Worf. I do like Worf. I like Worf's that was a joke. It's like, oh, was it Worf? <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. He's like a much angrier Teal from Star Trek. Huh, yeah, kind of. Stargate, I mean. Definitely angrier, but also more prone to jokes and stuff I would like, like that. Ha- People just don't get him. I would like him to have more spotlight episodes. The... Okay, then there's Diana. Diana. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say sucks. Just sit down. She seems to be drastically underused. Like, her only purpose she seems to be... Her powers also don't seem to actually stay consistent. Her only purpose seems to be to sit on the bridge in her weird... Jumpsuit? Jumpsuit. Everybody else has... Well, I think they're wearing jumpsuits too, but their jumpsuits look like shirts and pants. Oh, let's mention how much better the uniforms also got in Season 3. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't realize Karina had started playing Season 3. It's just like... I was like, oh, they changed the opening titles. The lighting got a lot better. And the uniforms look... Oh, they've had an upgrade mid-season. Yeah, they look more like a fabric a person would wear in real life. I I don't actually know if this is true or not, but I think that I remembered reading somewhere that um the fabric or the uniforms or something about them also changed because oh, it was giving yeah. back problems. Like, said... like the tight late, like the latex or the spandex or whatever it was was actually giving back problems yeah. to... Yeah, probably, at, probably like, at least Yeah, at least one, if not a couple of the actors. Like, I want to say at least, like, definitely Riker. That outfit is pretty fucking tight on Diana. I could just see her having problems breathing. I f- she must be wearing a corset, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like she must be. But, yeah, she's just kind of... I don't know if she's the prototypical, but like, to my life, she seems to be the model of the woman whose power is emotions. Oh, Q is great, though. Captain, Speaking I'm of sensing emotions. I fabulously feel some emotions, Captain. And she has a weird on and off thing with, with Riker that never seems to be going anywhere. Yeah. But also, speaking of emotions, Q. Q's fun. Love him. Q's a hoot. <laughs> he is a villain. You know, it's a good episode when Q shows up. Oh, uh, yes. I also love how much he just fucks with Picard. And Picard is just like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> okay, uh, next gen. Strike against it. Also has Polanski. Oh, God, I hate her She's so like, much. I saw, I read an article where someone was trying to defend her, and they they had a point, it's just done super badly. Like, the only good thing that could be good about Polanski is she's very pragmatic. 
Well, she's mean to Data. She's very pragmatic, which does go well with Picard's like, no, I'll sacrifice this entire ship to save one officer. And she's like, no, we have to defend, we have to, like, save the whole crew. We have, okay, it sucks, but we gotta let that person die. So she's just that, like, one person in your uh, Bioware game who's always supporting the Templars. No, that, that's not, it's not a perfect metaphor, but she's but, always the one person who's saying the thing that nobody wants to hear. Yeah, but everything else about her character is awful. She, she's, she's so mean to Data. She's smug. That is 100% the reason I don't like her, is because she's mean to Data. She's mean and smug. And Data is like a child when she's being mean to him, and he just seems confused and doesn't understand. And then there's like and then there's Wesley's mum who uh, she's fine I guess. Yeah, he's better than plants. I barely remember anything about her to be honest. Yeah. I will say this though, I genuinely keep forgetting that Diana is a character. <laughs> if there's an episode she's not in, and then it's like, oh, she's on the bridge. Oh right, she exists. Oh, Jordy, forgot about Jordy. Jordy's awesome. I love Jordy. I like Jordy's friendship with Data. Again, Jada, Jordy and Data are a great duo. Exactly. Yes. It's always uh. The dude in the engine room and the dude on the bridge make, like, the perfect comedy duo. Data! Well, Paris and Harry were both on the bridge. Weren't they, like, pilot and co-pilot? Harry spends a lot of time in engineering. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Harry's, like, sensors or something like that, and Paris is the pilot, yeah. Well, I thought Harry was the pilot. No. Look, all I remember about Paris is that they recruited him from prison, and by prison, I mean New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently the entire country of New Zealand was converted into, like, what seems to be an open air prison. Yep. Like I assume they just put a force field around the whole country. Wait, wait, what's that movie where like all of New York is a prison? Escape from New York. It's basically that one. Yeah, except <laughs> uh New York was a shithole and New Zealand, well, the shot we saw seemed to be a park. It looks like it is now. It looks like a perfectly lovely country. Yeah. Beautiful like country. It's, it's probably still a perfectly lovely country. It's just full of convicts now. Yeah. Like it was always meant to be. Oh, that was Australia. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't worked their way up to uh, needing to use Australia yet. I don't yet. know if they sent as many convicts. If they sent convicts to New Zealand. Eh, who knows? What are you talking about? Jordy? Jordy's cool. Yeah, Jordy's cool. They do that thing where they give him a disability, but it's like the feature, so it's kind of fixed, but it's still kind of there. Yeah. It's very inconsistent what he can see, though. I swear to God, he at one point said he kind of sees an infrared, but he can still read things. I think that he can choose like what setting he sees things. He definitely in. can't see like a regular person sees. But sometimes it feels like he can. I don't know. Maybe he, he can probably just switch his visor to a bunch of settings. Should we move on to original? Yes. Look, original is clearly the best crew. Stand out. Everything about the original crew is good. Look, the thing about the original crew is nobody's bad. Uhura is boss. Like, Kirk is... Kirk's great. Kirk's, Kirk's fantastic. Spock's great. He's Bones lot... is great. Scotty's Spock's... great. Spock's a lot funnier than I thought he would be. Yes. He's actually very funny in a dry way. Yes. I would say my favorite Spock line so far comes from the animated series. It was this episode where they had some sort of shape-shifting alien that kept disguising itself as members of the crew. And at the end, Bones is like, oh, good thing we stopped that creature before it became Spock. Two Vulcans would have been more than we could handle. And Spock's like, yes, and it's a good thing it shouldn't become you, Bones. With two Bones, the level of medical care on this ship would have reached adequate. Like, that's a sick burn, Spock. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. See, that's And that's why I'm okay with Bones being a super racist to Spock, because Spock... Dishes it out dishes just Dishes it out just as well. Yes. And also, clearly does not give a shit about Bones's, like, Opinion digs. of him? Yeah. I like Bones, just because he's shitty and angry all the time. Ah, uh, yes. I... Also, I have a great fondness for his D-string machine. Oh. 
the bong, machine in the med bay that bong. is just the sound bong. of someone strumming a D chord yes. on a guitar. Yeah. That is, uh, that seems, I don't even know what it does. It just kind of makes noise. Ahura is great. Oh my god. Ahura could be, like, the best fucking, like, like, oh my god. She's, she's so boss. I will say the best episode she's had, though, was, she wrecks. again, animated Trek. Slay. They did the thing where all the dudes got, there was some, I don't know, planet of women and they captured all the men. So her was like, I need a security, all women security team. And they went down there and immediately were just like fucking shooting people with their stun guns. Oh my god, yes. They were like shooting people. Her like knocked shit over. Like, I think she even like pistol whipped someone. I think someone they were straight up point. like, she was straight up like, take me to the male crew or I will destroy your temple. It's something about crystals, I think. And then the uh, she she was like she was like give me my crew or I'll destroy your crystal. And then she like shot like some random other yeah. crystal and or something from a and it's just like whoa. And then the, and then the, holy and then the clearly Amazons like fucking did a run at them and she just fucking shot them with a stun gun straight up. Yup, Ahura don't fucking care. Yeah, I wish Ahura got to do more in that show. Oh, she's so good. Um, I love her. Sulu's great, as mentioned. Oh god, yes, everything about Sulu is fantastic. I guess Scotty's not. I just don't remember Scotty doing a lot. Um, he bangs that cat chick? Oh yeah, an animated Trek. Okay, they clearly wanted to show off that they're animated and we don't have a budget. We can do crazy things. So, Chekhov Except isn't there. Except they clearly have a budget. I wonder if Chekhov... Was he in the original Trek? He wasn't in the original first season, right? Because I don't really know Chekhov, so I don't think he was in the first season. Or if he was, he was super late. So maybe Chekhov didn't exist in Star Trek if they started making the animated series after the first season. Look, either way, Chekhov is an inanimated Star Trek. Instead, there's an alien called Erickson who has three legs and three arms. And sometimes Uhura is replaced with a cat girl. And by cat girl, I mean she's a fucking... Furry bait. Yeah, she's an anthro cat. Although what I love and is delightful is that she does not have human hands. She retains cat hands. Because there's an episode where she's operating the controls. And she's very clear, like... Using her fucking cat paws to touch these buttons. It's like, how do you fucking function in your job? When, when we actually watched that episode and we saw her do that, she turned to me and was like, how does she operate anything? And I held up my hand, like as like all of my fingers pressed together and my thumb against my palm. Like, you know, I held up my hand exactly like that. And then I just kept swatting my hand against the couch like a cat that was batting something. Like, she couldn't operate a keyboard. She, she could, she could only touch big, spatially finally spaced apart buttons. Yep. Also, she wouldn't do it in the last episode we saw, but there's been at least one episode where, like, ev- literally every sentence she finishes, she's like, yeah. Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. Like, I don't like that at all. Also, I don't much care for Erickson, and it's largely because of his voice. Because he talks like this, he has the voice that they use for all the aliens in the Star Trek animated show. Okay, apparently... It's like a Dalek, but not screaming. Yeah, Chekhov apparently shows up in the first episode of the second season. Okay, we haven't watched season two, so I don't know Chekhov at all then. It's just a random guy in the first season who changes all the time. Because every episode I'm like, is that Chekhov? <coughs> that Chekhov? Yeah. Uh, did we cover everyone from the original Trek crew? Kirk, Kirk, Spock, Bones, Scotty, Ahura, Sulu. Oh, Yeoman Janice. Eh. She was in the first season. She had that weird beehive hair. And one of those tricorders, that was a huge purse. Yep. Back when the tricorder was a huge purse, you needed, like... She seemed to have this weird off-and-on thing with Kirk that was clearly never going anywhere, and then she disappeared after the first season. Which is fine. She wasn't adding anything. Who's that random science officer animated? Yeah. That random nurse. blonde chick. Why oh, yeah, is she the nurse? 
Who's... There's a thing for Spock, apparently. Yeah, because Harry Mudd turned up, and that was that whole episode with the love potion. Yeah, Harry Mudd is weird. Also, no, no, animated definitely isn't after the first season. It's definitely after the second, because it keeps referencing episodes I haven't seen in the second season, specifically the Tribble episode and Harry Mudd at all. We gotta watch season two of Rune Trek just so I can see the evil opposite Mirror Universe episode, Tribble episode. And the dun 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 episode. <laughs> I wager four cubits on the newcomer or whatever it is. <laughs> Did get to see Kirk fight the Gorn at least. That was fantastic. I love the Gorn. It's like a really, really bad Trandoshan. Yeah, Trandoshans are uh, pretty fucking lame as is. I kind of love Trandoshans, but only because, well, they're basically gone. Because they have those big goofy spay hands and feet, and it's like, how do you operate your gun, Bosk? How do your fingers fit around there? Why don't you have special lizard guns? Yeah, and he talks like this. Uh, he's a lizard. Yeah. Or at least that's how he talks in the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. He was basically Boba Fett's dad in that cartoon. Yeah. But weirdly, like, his dad slash partner slash subordinate. He was great. I liked him. Boba Fett didn't really, didn't really he didn't really go anywhere as a plot device. Nope. You know what would have been good? If Boba Fett had killed Mace Windu. Really? You know, because Mace Windu killed his dad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, saying that would have been good. Instead, Mace Windu got lightnings and then thrown out the window. That's true. Died like a punk. Would have at least been more suitably dramatic. No, nope. instead he got ultimate powered out the window. <laughs> well, you know, this was also at that time and nobody was telling George no. Yeah, that was a whole prequel trilogy. Look, we all have opinions about Star Wars, and the opinion is that the prequels were terrible. Yes, they were. And I... People keep talking like kids these days are going to grow up and think the prequels are great. For nostalgia reasons, like, kids aren't dumb, right? They'll like the prequels when they're kids, but they'll grow up and realize they're garbage, right? And only the worst nostalgia kids would still continue to be like, no, they're just as good. Like, no, they're objectively suck. Look, I'm a 90s kid. I'm... Perfectly prepared to say what things suck. Look, I still love that Ninja Turtles cartoon from the 80s, but, like, let's be real. Well, I still enjoy it. But it's not as good as the modern cartoon. Oh my god, no, the new one is so much better. In, like, every way, shape. Look, what would you rather watch? A show where Leonardo leads, or a show where Leonardo, he's leader in blue, does anything it takes to get his ninjas through? Donatello as a fellow got away with machines. Raphael's got the most attitude on the team. Michelangelo! He's one of a kind! And you know just where to find him when it's party time! That's the thought I've ever seen this video. They need to be one, one lean, lean, green, green, incredible team! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! It's a good show. We've seen that a lot. Yeah. When's the next season for that come out? Oh, it's already out. I just haven't seen a box set of it in JB. Also, you know, those box sets for like 60 bucks, so. That's true. Now we have a Google. Nexus Home thing. Maybe we can see it on Google Video. Because, like, you can buy shit digitally on Google Video. Yeah. You don't get a nice DVD, but maybe it's cheaper and also available. Anyway, Star Trek. Star Trek's good. I haven't seen any of the movies, except the new ones. I don't know any, any opinions about the movies. Uh, I'd love the movies, though. Like, not in the sense of... I, lo I love one movie, and one movie's okay, and I hated one movie. I loved them both. There's three of them. No, I'm talking about the new ones. Yeah, there's three of them. There's three. Did you forget about Into Darkness? Oh, wait, no, yeah, there's the first one, there's the one with the Romulans, and then there's the awesome new one that's got the Beastie Boys in it. Wait, was the second one about Romulans? Wasn't it? No, the first one was the Romulans. 
No, shit, no. yeah, the first one was the one with Nero. The first one was the one where Eric Banner went back in time and tried to kill Spock, and for some reason they tried to make it canonically tie in with the original series. I liked that episode a lot more until I started watching Star Trek. Like, I was like, this is a pretty good movie. Now that I've seen Star Trek, I get why really hardcore fans hated it. It is not a particularly good Star Trek movie. No, that's what I mean, though. It is a fun movie, I though. love the movie just purely for how it looks and how it flows and, like, the stupid little well, action sequences. Well, I'll say this. The difference was, in original Star Trek, in real Star Trek, Sulu has a fencing rapier and he clearly fences as a hobby. In the reboot movie, Sulu a has a katana. katana that he's a fucking master ninja with or something. And I don't know if that's racist or not. Were they, did they give him a katana because it's, you know, it was like 2009, and you know, everybody's gotta have a cool katana. Like, Blade. Blade had a cool katana. Or did they give him a katana because he's Japanese? Yeah. But Zachary Quinto does a good young Spock. Yeah. Um. And Chris, white Chris, like, number six, does a good Kirk. I think he's Pratt. I think he's Chris Pratt. I don't know, he's one of those random Chris's. Yeah, he's one of those common Chris's. There are so many fucking Chris's doing nerd shit these days. I I did not like Into Darkness at all. What was Into Darkness? The one with Khan. Oh, no, yeah. No, okay, I, I didn't like the Khan one. I liked the first one, and I liked the third one. No, the Khan one sucked. Also, the Khan reveal was stupid and made no sense, because they didn't know who Khan was in the movie. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't like that also, one. Also, they developed interplanetary teleporting, so, like, what's the point of spaceships? Yeah, no. But no, they clearly beyond fucking brought it back. No, yeah, the third one was fucking great, and also you could definitely tell that the guy who directed Fast and the Furious directed that movie, and I don't fucking care. It is so good. Like, that is clearly the best of the new Trek movies. Yes. Also, I liked that it was just an adventure. It wasn't like, oh, we have to save the whole galaxy or whatever thing. No, it was just another random invasion by aliens. Could have been, could have been any day of the week for the Trek crew. Really, <laughs> really liked could have, it. yeah. Also, they got cool new uniforms. There was an awesome badass chick that, like, you know, kicked everyone's ass. Yeah, I hope she sticks around. There was a lot of really good costuming. A lot of good comedy. Kirk rode a motorbike. Hura and Spock had a fight? Question mark? Yeah, they were fighting in two as well. Oh, no, yeah. It was something, like, about that, like, you know, Spock wanted to, like, go back to Vulcan to help his, like, not, not, no, the Vulcan's destroyed. He was doing something oh, to help his Oh, I think people. he wanted to go work on new Vulcan. Yeah. The Vulcan got blown up. And Uhura's was basically just like, yeah, well, I'm staying here, so... And then he got a message from Old Spock that was like, stay in Starfleet. Stay in Starfleet. Is the best? <laughs> Is the best. It was good. I liked it. I really liked it. And there was Beastie Boys. Yeah, there was. Which I did not realize was a callback the first time. I honestly liked it more when it wasn't, when I didn't know it was a callback. I thought it was just like, this is a good bit. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, makes sense. It's still good! Yeah, I just liked it more when I thought it was just out of left field. No, but that's why he says it's a good song. Yeah, I thought Kirk was just like, yeah, I like the Beastie Boys. I like the, I like this band from like, fuck, I went like yeah. 200, 300 years ago. Yeah, it still works as a cover. I have oh, legitimately no, no idea when Star Trek is actually technically supposed uh... to take place. Because their star dates are always like 2.9673. Yeah, I don't know. The only thing I know about... Delta Epsilon Charlie Fish. The only, I don't know. The only thing I know about... Star Trek timeline is that there were the, those eugenics wars in the 1990s oh, when the yeah. fucking genetically engineered superhumans were like enslaving humanity. Yeah, something like that. Star Trek was created in the 60s. What the fuck did they think was gonna happen in the next 30 years? Yeah, do you think that they really saw iPhone like t smartphones happening though? No, they didn't. 
We know they didn't come up with smartphones because you'll see scenes where, like, the crew are reading multiple data pads instead of just one. I mean, to be fair, maybe they can all, maybe they all do have, like, smartphone function, but, like, they want, like, a different page up on each one of them. It is a better visual of, oh my god, I'm doing so much research if you have 20 data pads around you than just one that you're like, you tab. No, yeah. Like, and, or if you have the technology to, like, you know, CG and, like, you know, like 50 different hollow screens. Yeah, Trek is that show where they didn't think we'd have the internet, they didn't know about the internet, but they assumed we'd have eugenics wars with yeah. genetically engineered superhumans. Yeah. We're gonna watch Wrath of Khan. That seems to be the one everybody loves. Yeah. We did actually watch the episode with Khan and their weird clothes. <sighs> I feel like we've maybe talked enough about Trek. Yep. Oh, so you got more Trekky Trekky topics you want to bring up? The holodeck clearly runs on treadmills. The holodeck clearly works on magic. <laughs> Picard can ride a holographic horse around in that thing. How does that work? Oh God, that episode of the holodeck where I don't know Wes. Oh, this was the first season because it was when Wesley sucked. Him and all the other kids were like having a snowball fight. And they threw a snowball out of the holodeck and it hit Picard in the face in the corridor. I was so mad because that's not how the holodeck works. Holograms can't leave the holodeck. They certainly wouldn't be able to hit Picard in the face. You can, like, what they did in Voyager was that you could either turn safety on or off. Apparently safety is always off in next gen. Oh, I don't think it is. I think it just gets corrupted all the time. (laughs) Two things I wish they would remember in next gen. One, I wish they would remember that the hologram of Moriarty came to life gained sentience, and that then they uploaded it into the computers, like the ship computer. I wish that would come up more often. And B, I wish they would remember that they have like 400 civilians living in the saucer. They never seem to remember, because it was a big deal in that first episode with Q, because they were like, send all the civilians to the saucer and detach it. And from memory, that's the only time we've ever seen the saucer detach and fly off on its own while the rest of the ship does its thing. And they have to like, take the special train to the backup bridge. Yeah. And now there's just episodes all the time where Picard's like, uh, okay, let's do the super risky thing where we fly into, like, a black hole or whatever to save data. And it's like, um, did you run this by the 300 civilians that live on board? You're making a weird face, which makes me think you're in some sort of pain. My back hurts. Okay. Plus my ovaries. Yeah. I'll do that. Oh, well. If you got some Trek opinions, uh, write us, write them to us. I'm going to remember to actually plug the shit. I'm going to remember it for once, Karina. If you got questions, comments, feedback, whatever, if you actually know actually know the stuff about the hormones we were talking about, write to us at askknightsofpodcast at gmail.com. That's knights with a K, because we're, like, we're knights of the order of podcast. Get it? You get it? You got it? Good, you're good. Yeah, email us at knights... Uh, my, oh, God. No, no, I fucked it up, Karina. What is it? Email us at... Ask Knights of Podcast at gmail.com. Oh man, uh, this show and the other shows you do, the A to Z of Film, you can find that on, you know, iTunes and shit, and also at our website, knightsofpodcast.com. You can also see the, uh, dumb episode art I'll probably draw for this thumbnail and slap up there. I'm gonna have to draw some Star Trek mans. Draw Data. Doing his eyebrows. Data! Does he tilt? Yes. I'll just trace that Valentine's Day card I made from him. <laughs> No, that was Valentine's, that was anniversary. Yeah, probably. Whoops, I moved the mic. Oh well, we're out. End communications! <laughs> Mr. Data, end those communications! <laughs> you sound appropriately angry. Communications please. off. Warp 10. No. Shut up, Wesley.
Hey, look, they went warp 12 in that Star Trek animated episode. Like it was no big deal. Transmission ended. This is getting a bit more Admiral Ackbar the longer it goes. <laughs>